Hey there, you're listening to Hunchback Talks. In this episode, Paul Dietman is joined by Ableton brand manager Mauritz Buchmann. Together, they talk about Mauritz's background, Ableton features you might not know about, their mobile application note, Ableton's collaborative nature with their artists, and to share some advice for starting musicians. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another Hunchback podcast. And we're here with somebody special from Ableton, Maurits Buchmann. Yes, thank you. Maurits, um, we, we met each other a couple of times uh, and uh, mainly because of Ableton, you are the brand manager from Ableton, but you're much more than that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, we, ha- we had a nice collaboration. We did a few talks together uh, where you were hosting and then we thought, hmm, this can be a very interesting one to dive a little bit deeper into you, also the stuff that you do for Ableton and uh, what you believe the future may hold. Hmm. Yes. So maybe to just start off right away, um, how how did you pursue a career? Kind of go back to your history and kind of how did you start about, uh, let's say, you from school to eventually where you're right now, yes. becoming a, a a brand manager, but everything in between, I want to know as well. So, what made you pursue a career in music, and where did it start? So uh, I think it started when I was around eight or nine years old. So for synth class, I, <laughs> I asked like a little keyboard. And uh, eventually I played everything that I heard on television and the radio. I was, hmm, yeah, this is nice. So I, I discovered something that I really like to do. And then uh, when I was around nine, I started taking lessons at a music school. And not long after that, I thought maybe it would be nice to be a teacher myself. Like I was taught at the music school, was, hmm, maybe I can be the same as my teacher. Yeah. So I wanted to go to the conservatory. So I went to MAVO, to NAVO. And then um, I did the application for CODARTS, Rotterdam Conservatory. Yeah. And I got hired not for the first year, because my theory was not as good as uh, it should be. Okay. So I, there was like a sort of a, a bridge year. I don't know how to call it, but you have to one year that you have to go to school one or two days a week. Yeah. You get like uh, extra uh, knowledge about uh, your hearing, about uh, yeah, other stuff that I was lacking. Yeah. So and from there I went to the conservatory and sort of my music career started. So in the second year, I already start playing in a band that yeah. called Groove Zone. Groove Zone. Groove Zone. <laughs> and I, I think one of our first gigs was to to step in for the Hermes House Band. We were quite popular then. We had to play, I don't know, a wedding or something. Yeah. And uh, with fifth people and one Opel Cadet. <laughs> and <laughs> so it was really uh, funny. And yeah, from there, I graduated, started... Uh, being a teacher on the same school that I was as a kid. Yeah. So my uh, my teacher became my colleague. So that was also nice. And then eventually I wanted to do more uh, than only piano and keyboard and band coaching. So I started to 
develop my own produce skills and also my own DJ skills. And I started a DJ course with small kids. Yeah. It was really nice to do, like to explain, okay, you have like two decks and one mixer. How does it work? And then I thought maybe it's nice to to play as a sort of DJ or to to learn how it works with your own music or with your own beats, like super simple. So I, I mailed to info at ableton.com. <laughs> Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah, I did. It's <laughs> and and I and I said, okay, uh, I made a course, and let's say I've like fifteen students, and they all want to do this course. Can yeah. we can we do something for them, price wise? Can we give them like a discount, so they don't have to pay the full amount for the intro version? Yeah, and then I got a call from Jan. It's yeah. now my colleague. I know Jan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and we got in touch and I did a presentation about my new course and Jan was there to watch the presentation. And there were quite some people and uh, some kids were DJing. Uh, we did a, a push playground with a certified trainer all together with Jan. We just we, we thought that could be nice. And so we were cleaning up the mess and Jan came to me and said, oh, would be nice to do some stuff together maybe in the future. Yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> and I think two years later, I quit my job at this music school and started working for Ableton as a freelancer. Yeah, and then after two years, I got employed. Yeah, as a product specialist, and then after one and a half year, a uh, brand manager for the Benelux. So that's the whole road yeah, to Ableton. A, yeah, that's a long story, but it's. Yeah, this is how it went. <laughs> no, that's yeah, it's nice yeah. to know kind of the, the steps. Like uh, many people that that say like follow their passion or follow something within the music industry, they need a little bit more of a practical advice into steps. Like how does that really look in in practice, and and, and not in in just the word follow your dream and uh, and see what it may bring, and try to be opportunistic about whatever comes your way. Is this something? what you always kind of had as a vision as a kid? Was it your dream as a kid or did it more, you went into this direction and um, you went to music school in that sense and it led to this point. Or if you remember back when you were this eight year old kid getting the keyboards for Sinterklaas, <laughs> uh, what did you expect? What did you expect for your future? I think I expected to, to become a music teacher Okay. Also, because everyone said to me, what's your second choice if it doesn't work out? And what do you want to do? And I said, I don't want to do anything else, <laughs> but I want to do something with music. Yeah. So, um, and maybe that sounds arrogant, but, but I didn't have anything. I also, I always liked computers. Yeah. So as I, I remember that I got my, my first uh, synth, my big real synthesizer. And also uh, I started with this Atari yeah. 1020 SD, I don't yeah, know, yeah. like the, and this computer has like a MIDI in and a MIDI out and a hard drive of 4 MB. So, uh, that was, uh, and I already started making music with this computer. So, I, so I was always sort of a, a nerdy keyboard player, sort of. But it's funny that you're saying it because you're saying I didn't have a plan B, it was always plan A. Yeah. But I think that that's not arrogant at all. I think that is. Uh, maybe uh, being privileged enough to know what you want from early on. And you just hold very tight on that. And you said, like, if 
plan A is diverting a little bit from what I want. There's a little bit of a, a corner that I need to make or a little bit of a, a detour in that sense. I still will follow plan A. And uh, I think I, I say it sometimes to people as well, or was even Ed Sheeran who said it, like, I never had a plan B. It was always plan A. <laughs> <laughs> but then people always presume this, and therefore you could say, or may say, it sounds arrogant, is um, it, it seems to say, oh, I will always know that I become this successful or this talented or whatever. But it doesn't really say that by only following plan A, right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So... Um, yeah, I think if you don't have like a plan B, yeah, you will do everything in your power to pursue plan A, maybe, yeah. and then eventually it can be that it's that you're not good enough, or it's not the thing that you expected. A lot of people on the on the conservatory were like in the first year was. This is not my thing <laughs> because now I have to make music and get grades, and I just want to play rock and roll or whatever. So yeah. it's also, um, yeah. I also the, the whole school system was like good for me. I'm, I'm I felt comfortable, and eventually, when when I left the school and I graduated, I think I became a better player because I was like, okay, I don't have to play for grades anymore. I just I can do whatever I want. And so eventually it was also a sort of, how do you say, burden that comes from your shoulders. Sort of, okay, I don't have to prove myself anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you then you, you do like uh, bigger projects with famous artists or whatever. And then it's the whole level is you have to to, um, to live up the, the standard. Yeah, yeah. It can also be a little bit stressful maybe. So what, what would you say is kind of a misconception about the conservatorium? Um, because yeah. you say a lot of people also they start doing it with of course the the idea of hey this is what I want but then maybe after half a year like oh no no I just wanted to be creative I wanted to be more on the creative side I want to rock yeah. and roll I want to I want that life but I thought it was here but it wasn't so therefore yeah, I'm think, asking yeah. yeah but I think also the in back in the days because now we're talking about I think I graduated in 2002 so that's a long time ago yeah. I'm the first graduated pop keyboard player from the Rotterdam from Kodaks. Oh wow. So uh but there was like this this shifting from like jazz, classical and also then pop music. Uh and now a lot of uh, we have a lot of cool conservatories here in, in the Netherlands that are uh, and also in Belgium that are uh focusing more on this creative part and on uh, skills that you already have and that you can uh explore more. And I think back in the days, it was more, okay, if you want to be a keyboard player, you're going to play the piano and um, you have to be good and better and better. But there's sort of, uh, there's a sort of one, I don't know, how do you say? it's sort of one course that you have to follow. And now is it more, okay, you're good at, I don't know, emceeing, you're welcome. You're not, you're not a singer, but you can, you can MC like hell, so yeah, yeah. you're welcome at our conservatory. So it's also more focused on the things that you already can do or your creativity, and not more like we offer you piano or vocal or yeah, guitar. Yeah. So this this is uh, shifting the the couple of last couple of years. So do you think for the goods? Do you think it's important for somebody's future career to yeah. do a study like that? Um, I. Th think so 
yes, uh, for me it was also a good place to to get to know really important contacts mm. and still working with them. But then on another level, now I'm I'm still playing music, but now I'm as a sort of brand manager, I see these people from the other side, sort of like um, yeah. Now I have to come up with an example, but that's okay. Th- yeah, like I don't know. Um, I always uh, a, a like a good, very good uh, keyboard player is Nico Bransen. Yeah, and it was also always my hero uh, in my days when I was young and playing the keyboards. And now we're working sort of together on projects, uh, and him as a sort of a uh, musical director, keyboard player, and me as a sort of the brand manager and the the product specialist of our products. Yeah. So, who have thought that 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 I got in this role and got to work with all these uh yeah talented people you probably haven't foreseen that uh, in the past where you say oh if i turn it this way to rome i will also uh kind of reach my goals but probably a little bit different than you have expected or was this kind of what you said in the beginning always plan a (laughs) yeah my plan a was like to become a music teacher uh on the you did yeah i did but then uh stuff changed and i'm (laughs) and now i'm brand manager at ableton and i i've never thought if you would ask me this seven years ago or now maybe a little bit longer 10 years ago that that my work will be like be a brand manager and being part of this this whole global but also european european team and uh you know discuss the future of Oh, education and and how we can help teachers and schools or I don't know all this whole company and uh, to be part of that uh, yeah I would say ah yeah. I don't, but it's but it's definitely a thing that everything comes sort of together yeah. me as a sort of musician uh, with a teaching background it's always nice I think if you talk to people that you can explain stuff maybe yeah. in in a, in a certain way. Uh, relate to artists because you know the how it is to perform, how to perform in the theater, on the television show, on the radio, or on a festival. So, and still, I'm still a computer nerd. Yeah. yeah. And if you combine <laughs> all these things together, uh, there of course there are things that was lacking, but yeah. you can learn and develop yourself by also just doing it. You're building upon the goals that you already reached. So it's kind of involved into even a a bigger extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you maybe explain a little bit more about what your role as a brand manager is? What what are you looking for? What what is kind of your daily task? What, What is kind of the goal that you're trying to reach? Is it bringing the community together? Is it more like, no, we need to get more brand awareness? Can you explain a little bit more about what that role holds? Yeah, I think both. Like also um, to 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 see if you have like if you can find some interesting people to connect with and maybe work together with, uh, but also being there for the whole community and help them. Uh, also t- talking with dealers, the whole all, all the shops and all the the people who will s- who sell our products. Yeah. Um, help artists by training or onboarding them if there's something new something sometimes we do s- secretly we show them stuff before it's already in the uh for, uh, visible for everyone um yeah and 
I don't know, yesterday I was in Amsterdam for an edu event and did two workshops about Ableton for the classrooms, like our educational offers for uh, for primary and high schools. Or So it's, it's quite diverse and this is like the daily work. And then you're sort of part of the whole European team. And then yeah, you're doing a lot of projects around uh, education or about a product release. So the thing that I was pretty proud of was like I was the, the, the note release coordinator for the whole EMEA team. Yeah. So uh, we had to make sure that everything went smooth and that every brand manager in the territory, in all territories were um, up to speed with the product. So we also did uh, beat battles through yeah. Zoom. It was really uh, nice. And and it was by using Note. And Note is, of course, the, the, the Ableton software for your phone that yeah. you can yeah. use your phone or a tablet. Yeah. Uh, and you did battles with Note software. Uh, so producer against producer, producer battles? No, no. It, yeah, it's more like all these brand managers from all all over the Europe. Yeah. So let's say a fr uh, the French brand manager or there are uh, three of them, let's say. three. Yeah. And like from the UK, uh, Spain, and like a whole Europe could join. Yeah. And then you had to make uh, a video recording of your screen. And we did always with some rules. So rule number one, the beats sh should be not longer than two minutes. Yeah. And <laughs> we did like um, sample your city or um, use sounds from a specific website or say um, focus on importing samples i don't know like it's like there's like a team this is kind of like a, a, a game jam so that you do in a in let's say a weekends you say uh the, the game jam subject is heartbeats and then people need to make a game around it so this sounds a little bit like that so you have a, a beat battle uh how much time did you get to create something like that uh so we did it bi-weekly Okay, so a week. But it, yeah, but it was always uh, last minute. So I <laughs> said no, in, through Slack, oh, people, uh, remind go. remind you, like tomorrow we're doing, uh, and then uh, people could submit the, the video on, on the Google Drive, and I would do like a whole page, and I kept everything, and we record recorded the, the Zoom meeting. Yeah. And so I had all the beats, I had the Zoom meeting, and I, I shared it with the No team also. So all the feedback was directly to the to the No team. So that was That's nice. very interesting. Yeah, that was really cool. And it's also a very good way to be inspired because you need to work on these thematics. There is a little bit of a deadline. So um, a lot of people, when they ask me, it's like, hey, how do you create all these things? And sometimes it's just by doing. Yeah. It's yeah. great if there's a not a particular project that's like oh we need to have this and there's a director saying this is what i want or a music supervisor searching for something specific this can be a great exercise to get something done beats and and how many how many people actually send something in or was it just the brand uh, managers yeah only only the brand managers so sometimes there were like uh seven till ten people in the room yeah sometimes five uh yeah it's 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 it was different every time. So if you could join, you join. And if you couldn't, then yeah. it's also fine. Wouldn't this be cool to ask for everybody that's uh, using Ableton, including myself, to um, ask the community and every inspiring producer to say, what can you come up? Kind of the audio jam, a, a beat jam. Um, and ask kind of everybody can create your best beat out of notes, indeed, with the same kind of... Uh, 
criteria, uh, I think a lot. I think you will get a lot of submissions. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, that's cool. But I also would uh, because she already did it. Um, that sets an amazing example to say, hey, this is how we did it. So you can kind of see what's the result out of what you created and your uh, your colleagues, and then say kind of to the full community, let's go. Uh, I'm not sure how many <laughs> submissions you will get for that, but yeah, I think uh, from from Ableton, uh, we, we all we already sort of inspire people to make stuff and to use a, a specific hashtag. And I'm not sure what it is, uh, or made by <laughs> Note or Ableton Note or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And we also share it sometimes through Instagram or if we see if we see some cool stuff. And I was also amazed what people can do with it. Like everyone has his, has their own. I don't know I I'm more of the lo-fi hip hop yeah, yeah. kind of guy but also some people make like techno or ambient weird stuff that's cool. Did you make it with the and all with the, with the notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um of course, like you have been around like 8 years already working with Ableton, right? Yeah. Something like it. Yeah, and 5 years as an employee. So, okay. Yeah. And before you you did freelance work. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and especially if I if I focus out the brand managing role, things have changed over those past eight years. Yeah. Uh, also, like with influencing and TikTok and stuff. Uh, how did you shift with that new technology and the new generation to say, hey, um, we need to dive into these different corners? Is this happening very naturally or do you really need to pay attention or listen to your kids to say, oh, this is a new cool thing? <laughs> I think it's... it's uh I think during the pandemic, a lot of stuff changed. So we already did everything through Zoom because yeah, in the European team, it's the only way to communicate is like through video conference. Yeah. Uh, but in uh, with the pandemic, we also yeah we did everything through Zoom, and now from there we uh, so normally I would do I would drive to Amsterdam, do a meeting for forty five minutes, and drive back. To my place so i'm like three hours in my car for 45 minutes and that's yeah but it's like crazy we yeah. think now it's crazy but a few years back it was sort of normal that's the way we communicate i, I think you could even lose the job by asking like back in the time like uh, even like f five years ago maybe to say i want to work from home for four times a week and the rest i will come to office it will be no go zone yeah yeah and now uh, even with us as well like it's it's very yeah. normal people work from home uh, sometimes even me being more efficient like that, uh, it, it it really shifted. Yeah. But then again, like if it depends on what generation. We have a relatively young team. They can adapt really fast, and we can adapt to this kind of new thing. But if you are like a bigger company, you have more than five hundred people working for it. I can understand this is quite quite of a hectic change. Yeah, yeah, and and from also through that change, I think also the whole shifting in ideas from uh, working more with content creators. So normally it was more focused on artists. Yeah. Still, it still is, but now we also are sort of focusing on content creators or, yeah, I, I really don't always like the word, but influencers. Influencers, or, yeah, yeah. I don't know what an influencer is. You, yeah. You're for me also an influencer, but then again, <laughs> you influence me in decisions. And when I speak to you or I listen to a talk or maybe uh a, a breakdown that you do or you show some new features in Ableton in a way that's also influencing. 
So I understand that the definition of the word sometimes lost a little meaning. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, in in the terms of what we know as influencers and yeah, content creators, with the, the amount of followers. So yeah. like I I do have some social media platforms, but I don't have a lot of followers. I think, and I'm also not driving it to. I'm. It's not my how do you say intention to yeah. have a lot of. But so we we have yeah we're focusing more on also on online and content creation and. So does that mean uh, YouTubers, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, TikTok, uh, everybody that's created Twitch, so somebody that does live streams, podcasts like this, yeah, it, all these kind of type of contents that revolves around music production yeah. and especially Ableton, of course. But uh, but sometimes also it's hard to be on specific platforms uh, because of privacy stuff or yeah. or maybe uh, sometimes like TikTok, it's. I think it's really cool, but also it's not always good in the news. Yeah. So, so we don't have our own uh, TikTok account okay. uh, as Ableton. So, um, yeah, that's that's I don't know. And and also, if you if you read all the the stuff from Discord, it's also not always uh, very how do you know secure. You pick your battles. So yeah, 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 yeah. Very understandably, you're saying like, hey, maybe not now, maybe later on, but for now, the decision was maybe it's better to focus on these other things. Yeah, but we 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 will uh, try to watch everything and connect to people who are on on TikTok and on Discord and Twitch, but we don't have like our own dedicated channel that we send. But yeah. we are all sort of, you know, every. So I'm sort of trying to see and to find like cool content creators in the Benelux. Uh, and every territory is is doing the same, and that could be on on every channel, and that's always good. And and then we always start with um, sort of contacting and say, okay, I like your content, and can we help with something? Do you need something or do? And sometimes it's nice to let's say for a note before it is is released to 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 call them and say, okay, we have something special, and maybe you can get them uh, the, the beta already and then they can yeah. do whatever they want and sometimes they make a video or they think oh, maybe later or not or it's it's always sort of more on a natural yeah 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 and is there something that really surprised you like that the community just something originated out of maybe somebody taking initiative and you're like wow i i didn't know that the brands was going into this direction or maybe i pulled the string here and this whole avalanche came about. Like, was there something that really surprised you in terms of what you kind of uh, you flipped the switch, and that set all these things in motion? Is there something that you remember? And like, wow, that was didn't really expect that. Yeah, I, st I I keep repeating like note, but it's the thing that was pretty special also for us because it yeah. was the f it's it's our first. I don't know if we make a new one, but it's yeah. it's the first iOS app. Um, and we worked on it for four years, like the developers. So it's, it's, it took a, a while to get here. Yeah. And to see the figures, um, I think the first three days, we were on the top one all over the world, like the, 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 the most paid, how do you say, the most downloaded paid app or whatever. So yeah. it's like, whoa, that's, that was pretty crazy. So, and it maybe it was also because of, the secretly onboarding of certified trainers and user yeah, yeah. organizers like uh, a few weeks before. I don't know if it if it did something, but you know, it's the whole 
it was it, it came with a sort of bang so we showed it and then yeah it was it's quite quite why, successful why do you think that's kind of work because i know back in the day i love to be busy with music production wherever i was so if i was in the train i would love to be busy with music production but then the apps and there were a cool synth and i think mook at the time had like a very cool synthesizer but it was more of like this little gimmicky gear that mm. i used my phone like, uh, cool little bass sound here uh, but never really something that i professionally used in my workflow um do you think of course these need to be a rather simple step in like it needs to be simple to create something how do you think this can be implemented into a professional workflow yeah i think that there are a few things that stand out because there are a lot of other also other great uh music apps yeah i think a few things i think one is sound i think it sounds really organic and yeah punchy and it's it's the sound is really cool yeah. and also the integration like you make something you put it in the ableton cloud you go home and you boot up your computer and then you open it and you you can use it so also the things that you sampled on the way in, i don't know in the metro or whatever yeah all these sounds are in the drum kit and are on your computer then so that's also uh a thing that's making it more convenient yeah yeah so and and also the whole that's the last one i think the, the third one is to it's very um playable so and maybe for like i don't know people want to sometimes uh, draw in notes i'm more for sort of a player because i want to i don't know you don't do like a kick snare thing and you just do it and you capture it and then that's it you have it and yeah. then you can some hi-hats and you can i don't know so it's it's very for me it's very fun creative and playable so yeah. if i open note i always can make something there's always I, inspiration or, or i remember going to uh to indeed music school uh, or audio engineering school and i had this laptop with me which is also on convenience of course and mm. i'm happy that i could but uh, i was always flipping over ableton trying to make a small loop in the train but it was like a 20 minute drive so i needed to be quite fast and i was uh, hoping for something like this back then but i said ah well doesn't matter like uh, it, it worked out for me uh, but something that you just can flip on the phone and you couldn't just get some ideas in because i'm not somebody that's dreams of a melody and then writes it down it's kind of a process mm. of the one note inspires the next note, mm -hmm. and uh therefore i think it's it's a super cool program and especially the integration that you have that is cool it's very yeah. um, nice to capture these these small inspirations that you sometimes kind of it fades away uh kind of what you have when you um wake up from a dream and you think like hey I'll remember this. I always trick myself. I always think, yeah, th this time I will remember. And then <laughs> I will go back to sleep and I, I never remember. <laughs> uh, and I don't know why I always trick myself because I know this has happened so much, but I trick myself always into it. But this is a great way to capture that, which is um, it's nice. So so thanks for making it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, did, I didn't make it, but uh, yeah, but no, it was nice to... Yeah, the team, yeah. yeah it's yeah. nice to to work also with, it, with all these creative people in the team and yeah it's, it's all everyone is super approachable so you, you can just send a message and say oh how does this work or this is really cool yeah. thank you thank you for making it or also nice to to mention like like there is always um um how do they call it 
show and tell. If like once once a week there's a show and tell for all the developers, yeah. and all the developers are in in specific teams, yeah, and a specific team works on a specific feature or feature set, yeah, and uh, once per week they talk to each other through Zoom and they show stuff and they record it, put it on the drive. And for me, it's always uh, when I have lunch, uh, sometimes I say, oh, let's see what they come up to uh, this week. And yeah, then yeah, see nice. all the progress, what they're doing. And it's like, whoa. And sometimes it's stuff that's, that doesn't make it to a version or whatever, but it's always um, always cool what, what, they are, what they are thinking of and how they think and why they think about specific stuff. Yeah. Um, and also sometimes it, it helps you by answering questions. So um, the question is why is it why is Note not on Android? Yeah. yeah. yeah so I I had to learn also from developers. I'm not a developer. So yeah. and and so you have like a more background to help others also better or yeah. Yeah. Now we do the show and tell as well. It's a, it's a great way to. Uh, even if people just to bring awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know this was already in development or maybe something was a pipeline blocker and it's like, oh, okay, now I, uh, I know there's a free free flow way now to continue. So now it's nice. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, and always cool. just be interested. So I think there's very much similarity in uh, uh, game development or, or software development. It's kind of the same thing or uh, even the production of music. Um, Sometimes I call like I'm an audio developer, which is just, nobody uses that term. <laughs> but you could say you could potentially say that. Um, then again, uh, I have my own idea about it. But what do you think that um, um, sets Ableton apart from other DAWs, digital audio workstations for people? That <laughs> what the, what the heck is that? Um, I think. It's it's made for life when it's developed. Like in 1999, Ableton yeah. was like created. Life One is uh, released in 2001, I think, and it's it's created by two people who wanted to do stuff on stage, but it wasn't possible. And they thought, ah, then we can try to make it, yeah. and that sort of flew into like uh, Ableton Live, the first uh, version. So that's always also a core thing. So you can also always use Ableton Live as an instrument on stage. So that's, yeah. that's I think, one of the big uh, differences between others. I think also um, the way to sound design or to the, the workflow, I think it's pretty fast. Like you can drag stuff in and just drag yeah. it in and you can tweak knobs and I don't know. So it's it's also very fast, very in intuitive for me. Yeah. I know that if people see this gray screen, sometimes they think, oh, what is this? What is this? <laughs> but it's also if you're seeing, if you give like a violin to someone for the first time, it's also, okay, how do you yeah, it's hold the same it? Way. Yeah, it's a little bit the same. But I, you know, if you're used to something else, it's it looks differently than, than others maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this whole warping engine that you you, you can stretch audio pretty, you, you can go really crazy and still it sounds pretty good. Yeah. And yeah, and also it's not the maybe the program, but also I think and I hope we do our best to be like approachable. 
So for as a community, uh, yeah, well. yeah, but also for uh, educational partners or others or artists or teachers or I don't know people in general, if they want to be in contact with the brand or with someone from the brand, hopefully, you know, we are trying to uh, to give the brand a sort of a face or a name or that people can connect and yeah start sharing stuff because that's the the most beautiful thing of this work i think is to to be in touch with people communicate learn from each other and i don't know to try to help people and by doing it you also get help by by them like yeah. a conversation with a teacher i think i can help them with specific workflows or mention ableton for the classroom that they can you know, sign in for free and get some cool stuff. And then they say, oh, it would be nice if we got this and I can share with the educational team. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a sort of a circle that's always there. So, that, so that's also, and not to mention like other brands or don't say it's better or worse, but I think it's good if you can have like a sort of a community and uh, someone from Ableton can be like someone in England or France yeah. or me here to just to, I don't know, to get in touch with people. Yeah, I, I work with most uh, DAWs, so from Fruity Loops to Logic to Reason a little bit and uh, Pro Tools a lot for, yeah. for more recordings. But what I like, because I have this DJ background, and I think that the simple thing is why I somewhat got seduced by Ableton is... Um, indeed the session view mm. because i was used to a mixer in front of me and the session view had that kind of the mixer was the channel yeah yeah like, ah yeah that makes sense uh i actually had a little bit more difficulties by going out of the session view into the arrangement view finishing my tracks <laughs> yeah for me it was other way around yeah <laughs> yeah so i was used to records from a to z sort of as yeah linear linear is it right yeah yeah, yeah. But but uh, and I tried like Ableton I don't know which version and I I clicked on the clip and it did nothing but then it, it went on <laughs> eventually of course it was because it was synced and it was not on the first count so it's and yeah. then I thought oh man it's beautiful and then I switched again back to Ableton because of the session view but the first time when I saw it it was like I don't What's know going on? yeah but it's super powerful if you're for for yeah. a creative ID so to to kind of loop base, get your creative ID out and maybe get a climax, especially for what I was doing, electronic music, techno, melodic, kind of progressive, a little bit of electronica. I can get it to within 15 minutes, I could get something very strongly, a uh, MIDI uh, versus some audio tracks, some loops that I was using. And later on, I said, oh, I need to really fastly push this into the arrangement field, make the arrangement, make the skeleton of the track and then fill it in later. But to get that first kind of magic out, that was great for me. And uh, later on, I pushed that into cinematic music. And mm. uh, I know that back at the time, people were still saying like, oh, why, why do you don't use Cubase for that? Because that's kind of the, the standard. I said, no, no, that, that really doesn't matter. Um, it's really what's, what's up to your liking. So if somebody would ask me what is the favorite DAW, I can say what my per personal preference is. But yeah, many tools are great. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was Ableton. So um, I, I'm very happy that because there were already so many established DAWs at the time and Ableton was kind of the new one, the new kid on the block. 
Um, I do like new technology. So always if there's something new coming in, it's like, ah, oh, nice to step into that. Doesn't always equal uh, a better product though, if something is new. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. But for this one, it really worked on my workflow. Uh, and I think that sets it apart, but maybe it was my DJ backgrounds in combination with um, how I just saw audio and how I could kind of relate to that or communicate with it. So that was kind of the why I think it's a little bit standing out from other ones. And then kind of to bring it back from arrangement view to session, uh, if you want to do a live set was yeah. all in one program instead of like, oh, we need to bounce all the stamps. Let's push somewhere, MIDI files there and here. No, it was already there. So yeah, yeah. very nice. So maybe what is your advice for any starting producer that's maybe a little bit overwhelmed by the looks of Ableton? Uh, do you have any advice for it to approach this beast? Yeah, that's a good one. It's also, it starts, I think, with the, with the mindset also. So if you're, I think if you want to learn something, you have to learn. So you have to put <laughs> energy in it. So <laughs> that's a thing that you have to acknowledge. So, okay, I want to learn something. If you come from another DAW, then you can think, okay, do I want to switch and why do I want to switch? What, why is this more in my workflow than the other one? So it gives you, gives you a purpose. So then you are maybe more motivated than just, Oh, I, I have to switch or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think people forget sometimes that we have like, uh, a YouTube channel with also a lot of videos who explain some basic and fundamental things of life. And for, yeah, in the Benelux, we also have like our own Certified Trainers Benelux uh, YouTube channel, and that's all in Dutch. So it's not for everyone, of course, but so, uh, but I know that there are a lot of territories uh, making their own channels, YouTube channels with uh, localized uh, content, because it's very important. I think very important to be uh, localized per territory because everyone will learn best in their own language so i will try so i would try to if i want to learn something i would try to seek and try to find it in my own language maybe so you, you're saying of course that there's localized content meaning there's videos in a specific language yeah. and if you are um, in uh, you're in argentina and you you are in ableton but you want to, to learn it there, then they have a special localized version of tutorials uh, in that scene or in the Benelux, it's, uh, it's Dutch or... Yeah, and it's not always a sort of an official channel, yeah. like an official Ableton channel, but there are channels, sometimes sort of a sub-channel, they're, they're sort of official. Okay. <laughs> sort of official. <laughs> yeah, they're, they are, they're official, but... But the information is there, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. It's like, yeah. it's facilitated, there is information yeah. that you need to get in your language yeah or at least it's expanding in that sense yeah but but i would start in uh just look for the the information that ableton itself provides because there there is a lot on youtube for from from ableton about i don't know just how to start with push how to start with live okay so yeah that's the i think sort of the obvious channel but sometimes you just go to the like the search bar and you type in I don't know uh, something in Side life chain. and then yeah you get like a trillion <laughs> and and also yeah there are a lot of videos that they take like 30 minutes 
but you can do it in two minutes and then you have like 15 times commercials and yeah. <laughs> okay so you're saying uh first of all if you're a little bit overwhelmed just start doing just dive into the program learn it but then also there's these channels that uh have has localized content yeah. teaching you how for example sidechain is working in yeah. ableton and set set goals so say okay i don't know in a week i want to know how to make a beat with the drum rack i don't know yeah and just focus on that because if you focus on everything then it's it's a no-go because you can do like almost everything yeah. if you like <laughs> so that's that's too step much by step yeah step by step so say okay I'll, let's say you want to make music how do you want to start i know i normally start with the beat because i don't know i like making beats yeah so um so let's say you're a music maker and you always start with really cool pad sounds then you can say okay how do i make the best pad sounds in ableton live and then search for that try it and what's the next step that you want to do so try to cut everything in smaller pieces and focus on this smaller pieces if you go like a headless chicken <laughs> and you i don't know then it's it's then it's too overwhelming maybe but that's with everything yeah yeah now and let's say we shift it a little bit so people are more known to ableton how can ableton help kind of their career so let's say they are quite good they are already having a repertoire online uh, maybe they are in campaign music maybe they are an artist maybe they are a a band together but they are they know this program from 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 start to finish almost mm -hmm. uh, is can ableton help them kind of uh, in their careers yeah maybe connecting specific people so we have also an artist program so people artists are connected to us um and sometimes we're in touch with an artist and we think oh this is definitely something for the other artist and we connect them and say okay you can do what you want but i think it's nice that you the two of you are speaking to each other or can help each other sometimes we can help with uh yeah simple stuff like if you're a, a really high-end uh, artist and uh, say you're traveling the world and Ableton Life is super important for you we make sure that you always have enough unlocks on your ac account so let's say you're uh, I don't know traveling to Japan and your laptop dies I don't know why and you have to <laughs> buy a new one there and you need to uh, to have like an unlock because you you have to install uh, life again or your yeah. so that's also a small thing but that's it's also we help with that kind of stuff um and also sometimes we do like uh, this one thing videos i don't know if you know them like this inspirational short videos we always ask artists if they can uh, do a like a, a, a one thing video. testimonial yeah and saying something about they like about yeah uh, yeah okay and also, also nice to mention, we did something with Bing Beats in yeah. a few years back. I think in 2018, we did like a video. They, they made a really cool video with him. And he did a performance in Los Angeles during our Loop event. Yeah. And I think that's one of the best uh, videos, the viewing amount of all artist videos. Wow. So, so people got really inspired by what he's doing because it's great what he's doing of course but yeah it was and a nice video and he he shared like a lot of cool stuff so it can also be uh featuring on ableton.com or i don't know 
sharing snippets on Instagram. I don't know if it if it really helps, you know, people, but it can yeah. it can do something. A very collaborative and open attitude towards artists and creators. Yeah. I think we've I got a lot of questions about do we endorse artists? Yeah. And it's not that we sort of give stuff and then we want something in return. We don't work that way. So sometimes we give stuff, of course, but but it's not let's say I'll give you uh, like Live Eleven. Uh, sweet i don't know it's not that i have that, that i that we say you have to share stuff on social media you have to make videos or i don't know it's it's no expectation of return no 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 okay. it's just it's it's all about the collaboration and i think it's also this sort of circle what i talked about like helping each other so we we try to help the artist yeah but the artist can also help us by giving us feedback on secretly showing them yeah. stuff like micro tuner we we uh, release micro tune is a, a device that can make yeah sort of skills in between our skills so not <laughs> like the really western skills but more i don't know tone in between yeah so we shared it with a lot of uh, people from the arabic world or uh, and say okay could it be, is this like is a cool device? Yes, usable. Do you have some feedback? And we got some really cool uh, feedback and, and uh, some questions. And then, okay, we, we moved forward and then eventually we, we released this um, device. So, and there's also a collaboration. So, yeah. so maybe we do something for the artist and the artist can help us by giving feedback or, yeah, trying to yeah. Sounds help good. us. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just uh, some some people would ask as well. It's like, of course, you're a software company in that sense. Uh, but I think you're much more than that. So how can you help out in all these features? And uh, like you said, there's not this, we give you something kind of the influencer style. You give them something and they need to endorse your product. And uh, yeah, no, that's the, nice. Yeah, And also, yeah, software, but we don't have to forget like push. No, oh, yeah, uh, sorry, yeah, hardware yeah, as well, yeah, yeah of course. Sure, yeah, I sometimes forget it uh, because, <laughs> <laughs> like, life is the thing that is it's there for a long time since yeah, 2001, yeah. and push is like now. I think push two is now here for six years. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and the other one was just before I become employee, so around I don't know before I was using the launch pads, but then push pushed it. Uh, to an extent where I'm like, oh, wow, this is really cool. <laughs> um, no, I, I, that was a fit. I always thought that the launch pads uh, was already such a nice integration with Ableton. And then to have one branded from Ableton itself is, of course, in, in a, for somebody that uses that, great. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe it's interesting to know, are there maybe features in Ableton that people might not know about or that you believe people might forget sometimes? I always forget that you can insert time yeah <laughs> and also copy paste time so normally you will cut and drag and put stuff in but that can be sort of yeah. automated that um, feature is interesting because i i love that feature where you can squeeze time in between yes yeah. uh how do you call that like insert time insert time, insert time. yeah <laughs> but also um what was it i forgot and the insert time yeah, was and also uh, from you can go from audio to MIDI. So I did a workshop at the conservatory and played a piano, uh, upright piano, and I 
did from this audio file, I did the convert audio to harmony. Yeah, or to melody. Yeah, to melody, but I played chords. So okay, so then yeah, harmony. harmony. And then I choose uh, like a synth, a synthy sound. Yeah. And I blended it together. So I was like this piano and underneath with a lot of reverb, I did this uh, synth sound and that was really cool. Yeah. So I know people who can sing, they can sing like a bass line. Yeah. They go from audio to MIDI. So uh, to convert to melody yeah. and then pitch it down one or two octaves and then you you have like a bass oh so they sing it first yeah then they convert it to melody and of course they do some quantization yeah and then and choose a bass sound and <laughs> so people who cannot play but can sing they can do some so from audio to midi is really cool it's not that a lot of people know that it's possible yeah i occasionally use it yeah it's oh and yeah. it's it's not always good if you have a lot of uh, how do you say overtones like a yeah, lot of yeah. then then you get sometimes really a little bit glitchy in the but then you just delete the upper notes and then yeah. it's done so you can also that's the beauty of midi you can also change the notes but sometimes these uh, um mistakes or this happy accidents yeah, 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 yeah. can turn to oh okay this this music piece is gonna have a different direction now <laughs> yeah yeah so it's uh you can become very opportunistic by making mistakes like that or when it maybe doesn't registrate correctly um i always try to be very opportunistic about yeah. it unless i'm very searching for something very specific then i need to use something else and maybe the link the link uh option so you can be on the same wi-fi network enable link and you can jam along in the same tempo and with the same uh, say beat sync yeah and it also works now with logic uh, a lot of iOS apps and Android apps has uh, link enabled. So you can sort of jam with instruments or like an instrument, but then with like computers and tablets and phones. Yeah, yeah. Also a thing. And this follow, uh, following, so you can also tempo follower, so you can drum and then life will follow the drummer and not the drummer has to follow life. It's also a cool feature that not everyone knows. Yeah, okay, so it, it syncs up to the drummer. Yeah. Or whatever instrument you choose, you follow this. But the drummer, of course, yeah, has it's, the, the yeah, we, test, we tested it mostly with drums, yeah. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. Of course, it has yeah. a little bit more of a repetitiveness to it. It depends. Yeah. If you're a Stockenhauser, then it's uh, very random, so. And if you're like a super lousy drummer, I think it still not follows you because <laughs> the audience <laughs> will also not follow you. So. Maybe it's very experimental and yeah. it's meant to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, but in, indeed, you're you're talking a little bit about gear and hardware, and I know that you are a little bit of a gearhead yourself. And yeah, yeah, uh, of course, because you started with uh, with this little uh, gift, so the the little keyboard that you yeah. got when you were young, that kickstarted your love for gear. Is there maybe um, something of your favorite where you say this is something really cool, or is there maybe even a dream hardware setup that you would like to have, or maybe you already have it? Um, is there maybe a list of favorite things that you have to say, ah, this is my go-to, I need to use those synths or these MIDI controllers? What do you like? Yeah, so I'm going to make a little bit of commercial stuff for others, but it's fine <laughs> because they also make great stuff. My go-to master keyboard uh, is like a player Phantom 8, yeah. like the first one with the, the big heavy one. Uh, they also made a new one, the Zero 8, yeah. but this 
8 has also like a virtual piano. It's not sampled bass, but um, how do you call that? Like like a virtual piano. So it's not with samples, but algorithms or whatever. Yeah. And it sounds crazy. It's really <laughs> good. And also the integration of live. So you can see live on your touchscreen of this synthesizer. So you That's nice. Do you see the, the session view or the arrangement view? Or the what do you session see? view, yeah. yeah. You, you did see the whole thing? Yeah. Uh, part of the you see the part of the the session view and you can uh, and the, the nice thing is with one USB cable you're sending 16 channels of audio uh, yeah 16 channels of audio MIDI nice. and also audio back to your um, to the synthesizer it's also that's crazy awesome uh, I also really like my uh, I have the OP1 field it's yeah small synthesizer I know because it's um, it's sort of the opposite of what I normally did with life. Like you have like all the possibilities of the world. You can overdub 15 million times or 50 million tracks. I don't know, like a lot of stuff. And then you have like just four tracks. And if you make a mistake, then you're screwed because <laughs> <laughs> you, there's no undo. So that's also a really cool uh, synthesizer. And I also do like... Um, sort of CV enabled gears like like modular or Moog or so I, I do I have like this grandmother the Moog grandmother yeah, yeah. and uh, the DFEM and the subharmonicon uh, do the, you have your own Eurorack or are you staying yeah. away oh you do yeah uh, but I I, I bought a, <laughs> a really small case and it's is, is it full? expanding no 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 <laughs> I always said if it's full it's full so I was that's a good one because yeah. I know people it's so addictive to do it yeah I um I don't dare to touch it because I know myself I shouldn't start because the, the the whole wall is going to be filled. I'm going to lose everything that I have. And what's also <laughs> a very is very addictive is to I uh, I'm sort of into guitar pedals now a little bit. Okay. So I have uh, from Universal Audio the reverb and the delay. It's really amazing. Yeah. And I have the Zoya the em Empress effect. Okay. Zoya. So it's a small it also a so small thing with small pads yeah and then you can combine stuff it's almost like modular so you can say okay audio in goes through i know a reverb and then through a delay and audio out and this this stomp will connect to this one and so you can control everything with these small lights but this is, yeah you, you have to check it out but but <laughs> also I don't want to buy more pedals because it's also there are a lot of there's really, a lot yeah <laughs> so and hardware software and then we also have the future of music production especially with things like ai and you see a lot of an art being used and yeah um what do you believe the future of music production look like i think we will get more stuff that will help music makers to create ideas or maybe the the ideas will be created sometimes. Um, like a small example, working in specific skills. Like in Live 11, you can now choose like a skill, and you can fold the notes that are not in the skill. So it, it's a, it's a thing that will help you if you're not familiar with skills to I don't know to write a melody that maybe sounds better because you're using notes from the same skill can also be boring maybe but but it's like a thing that's so i think the the future is that a lot of 
let's say like a chord progression maybe like there's a like there will be there are already plugins that make chord progressions or so i think stuff like that will be important or that will come will they finish my songs i don't know i don't know maybe <laughs> but AI helping me out with like oh okay you made uh let's say i want to make a three minutes pop track uh electronic track or whatever and i just have written one and a half minutes maybe everything is there it it potentially could finish yeah, it yeah. for me i i've i've heard like sort of classical music that's generated by ai by somebody yeah. i don't know by a, a program or algorithm and it sounded pretty good so it's it's um but i also saw some things about art there's uh, there's like a a program or a website or i don't know what it is but you can say okay i want to have like um, a photo it's not a photo but it will be an, an image yeah of uh like an elephant on the moon drinking coke i don't know yeah. so and then this thing i don't know i think it's a website so it generates a mid journey uh, that's one that you can this is about image which you're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, right yeah. yeah yeah so and it and it generates like as it's, it's it looks like a picture but is it it isn't a picture because the elephant is not on the moon <laughs> with holding yeah. like coke but very realistic now sometimes very realistic yeah it's really crazy and so with music maybe we're going that direction and i don't know if it's it's if it's if it's for me it would not be really fun because if i make music it's not about the end result but about the process yeah but it, i you know for me it's easy to say because i'm not releasing music it's yeah, just yeah. my thing if i i worked and then in the weekend i think oh i'm going to my attic i'm going to make some music and then after two hours maybe it's really rubbish yeah but these two hours were really cool i just had my sort yeah. of i was like uh, in the zone and i made something i had fun but and, uh, and i know if, if you're like a real artist and you have to deliver tracks uh, every week or maybe it's nice to have all this ai of uh ai stuff yeah yeah, yeah help helping yeah. hands maybe it's uh it's just almost like an assistant yeah it would be nice if we can just say hey i need all these things or can you group these uh, uh all these tracks a little bit more logically so i don't have to do so yeah yeah stuff <laughs> like that helpful. yeah that would be helpful yeah but for me the fun would be lost if it's if, if it's just one push of the button and it's and pretty the much is, yeah because yeah. then it's i don't know the music yeah. starts with having fun while making music i think yeah, why yeah, yeah. why why did you start making music for me it was because i really like just to do it to make music and to turn ups and to try different stuff and but yeah. to be to have like some helpful stuff what you said by by grouping or uh coloring or um i don't know that that's really cool if you get stuff like that yeah then you are very passionate about music clearly so the the whole career path that you chose you kept music and the music industry very close to the hearts um some people that are making kind of their profession out of their hobby or something that they're very much interested in they kind of lose the spark they lose their kind of their hearts and their their heat for something special how do you make sure that this is fun? How do you make sure that that you created a profession out of your hobby? You're doing this professionally. How do you keep kind of the spark in the cola? Um, 
yeah, again, for me, now it's easy because the thing that I do as a player, as a musician, yeah. it feels, again, more like a hobby because I don't have to go on the road every week again yeah. because I have a sort of a normal job. <laughs> a musician is also a normal job, but people see it still like a hobby. Or But yeah. for me, it's, again, it's a hobby. But it was also, I, I, I live from my to be like I was a musician and this was like my living. Yeah. But that it was like sometimes three, four times per week on the road doing yeah. like gigs and uh, rehearsals and uh and then you could lose your spark, what you say, like yeah. your sparkle or your I don't know, your, your passion your for fun. It. Yeah, and your passion. Like it becomes a job and then it's like yeah. and oh it's problems with it. And I think keep making music for yourself is one thing that helped me so i don't know i'm still make beats and enjoying making beats and fooling around with hardware and i don't know it's like the kid from nine years old who discovered the few buttons on this casio keyboard yeah, thing. Yeah. and you still feel like that yeah 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 sometimes very good. yeah so but uh, it's i think you should have something for yourself and not as a, how do you say, also if you're making tracks for others and music is your profession, you have to make music a whole day. I think you have to... It becomes too much of a necessity yeah. and not a choice. And you say if you can keep the choice more kind of a, of a prominent or more of the leading one in the two. Yeah, then, I, then and or, or, or invest time or um, block time to make something for yourself. So yeah. not, not as a project, not not for rehearsal for a band, but just only for yourself. Yeah. And uh, maybe an extent to that question is, I know you're a dad as well, mm. and you're very passionate uh, about this. Like, how do you make sure that you don't, uh, how do you keep your work-life balance in check with that, where you have time for your family, time for your passion, visiting all the studios, getting the community together? Is it easy for you to have kind of a nice work-life balance between those? Yeah, I think so. The, the the fact that I'm working from home is also I I when I was uh, a musician, it was like mostly at night and in the weekend. But the rest of the week I was uh, at home. And also when I worked at the music school, uh, the end of the day I went to this music school and then got back like the, when the the kids were on bed. But now, um, yeah, I think. It's it's a good balance because uh, I'm home when the kids come home from school, and I know I'm always a little bit crumpy towards like deadlines and uh, <laughs> stressful moments. So uh, and I always make it up with them, and uh, they That's good. yeah, and they always know uh, that something is happening or that uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always funny. So uh, yeah, I think I I I try to do my best and i think and i'm also glad that i'm not um away like all these weekends i did because sometimes i was like every weekend i was from home playing in bands or and now it's uh not as much anymore so yeah yeah that's do, do you want your kids to uh, go into the music industry yeah my oldest is singing now and dancing okay. yeah <laughs> Uh, and my youngest is more into gaming, and uh, but she's very creative, also with video editing, with some programs and drawing, and nice. so I don't know. She's always also a little bit nerdy, uh, <laughs> like me. 
Very uh, good. And the other one is like uh, musical. Yeah, I think whatever they want. I think it's it's if they. Uh, I hope that they can find something that I did, like something that you enjoy, and that you can make uh, a living out of it. Because yeah, yeah if I, I don't feel that I'm I'm working, so it's always it's just a I don't know you're just doing it, and it's not it's not feeling like oh yeah I'm working now and oh it's it's now I don't know five o'clock and we I'm st- I stop working or so it it doesn't feel like work. Of course, there are moments that yeah. you have like stress or it, that's, um, I don't know. Sometimes you have a Zoom meeting for three and a half hours <laughs> straight. <laughs> that's not always like uh, super fun, but every job has its like yeah. pluses and minuses. I it's would dynamic. Say. So yeah, at yeah, one yeah. point you have a little bit of this, uh, a little bit too much of that. And uh, I think every job has that. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So, um, then again, so I asked about your kids, but do you have any tips for uh, people that want to pursue something uh, in the music industry? So more in general sense, uh, maybe musicians, because I think your journey has been quite interesting. You have been in a band and you have been uh, doing more um, tutorials or kind of uh, giving education in the way of making music. Um, then also being a brand manager now of Ableton, so you constantly kept the music industry at its heart, but your profession shifted here and there mm. while still doing the same thing. So do you have any tips for any inspiring new young people or even older people that want to go into the music industry? Yeah, I think it starts with um, the fun in music making. I think if you start with music, with your end goal, you want to be famous or you want to be... Um, your goal is to want to have like a, a, a hit song or whatever. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's the right, but maybe I'm wrong, but that's my idea. So I think it, if it starts with your own uh, fun or your own, you know, you want to make music, you really love making music, you can uh, keep on doing it because you're you're loving it. And if you're, I don't know, if you're, you think about, okay, I want to have a hit song. Oh, yeah, I have to make music because I have want to have this hit song. I want to be a famous DJ. So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah let's make some music because I want to be a famous dr- uh, DJ. I'm not sure if it's the if you can keep up and if you, mm. after 10 years or 20 years, you're still having fun making music because I think that's the, the start. You, If you want to go in the music business, I think you you have to really love music because all this business thing will sort of give you moments that you think, um, I don't know if I love music this much <laughs> because it's, you know, a lot of, sometimes a lot of, a lot of shitty things uh, because you also have to do social media, you have to do this, you have to do that. But if you keep keep focusing also on your music and the fun of it, then you can go a longer way than just think about, okay. So music has to be the the one thing and not the the tool to get something else i think no. then you're you're good resonate music and do it because you love it not because of the goal but then the goal might tag along into that journey yeah yeah and okay. uh, you can also you can pursue the goal of course yeah. but if it's if it's your one thing that you want to pursue it and the the music is sort of a tool yeah. and i'm not sure if if the business is 
something for you to hold on that you can i don't know to keep on doing it because yeah yeah you have to do it with your heart yeah yeah and uh it sounds and a little and bit sure sentimental maybe yeah, but, but the, the yeah. goals can of course be set and it's not something that you can't want but uh, if you do it because you want to tell that story through music or maybe even take a job into the music industry probably because you are a big fan of it it would be strange right if you really wouldn't like the music industry and you are in this position yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah then, then again i think people in other industries there's many people that are kind of stuck in that they kind of rolled into something like that and they're like i can't really break free from this anymore so Let's just continue, and then, yeah, 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 yeah. and then before they know it, they are like, "Oh, I'm already can uh, can retire now at this point." But did I really do what I love? And I think that's always a great question that people have. And in the creative sector, people are searching a little bit more uh, to really find what resonates most with them. Yeah. Um, and therefore, I I, I want to thank you for the story because I think it's um, it's good for people also to see how from one thing leads to another and therefore you end up there and you can still do all these things but it not put in, in the beginning you might not even uh think that is an option yeah 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 uh, even for me at one point i didn't even know that uh trailer music production was an option in producing music it was or pop music or dance music and when you're very young that's oh that's it that's yeah, th yeah those yeah. are the options yeah <laughs> and look what you what you're doing now also so that's that's yeah. crazy right so I, you, I wouldn't imagine either to have a game company and a music company in a sense uh but yeah it's a, it came to be many goals are achieved and also by achieving one goal kind of the bar always raises to the next yeah. one so you feel always unsatisfied in that sense but i think you always need to uh, zoom out and see kind of what you already have and, yeah, and then enjoy I sometimes also the moments and 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 acknowledge that what you've already done yeah we always people always forget by everyone's going you know yeah. okay let's go to the next one let's go to the next <laughs> one but you can also pause and say okay this week what i did was, exactly. was really cool and i feel like uh, i accomplished something yeah. and you can be sort of proud or i don't know enjoy the moment yeah. And of course, next week you go further and raise the bar again. But yeah, it's important. It's yeah. important to zoom out and maybe find that gratitude or that privileged position that you already are or the things that you already achieved. Um, and definitely set new goals. It's always nice yeah. to push yourself and uh, and challenge yourself. And yeah. Keep learning and developing. And I, I cannot imagine by by just sitting there and sort of do a job and yeah. not keep on reading books or keep on <laughs> i don't know keep on start doing yeah finding new stuff or i don't know to, to keep creating sometimes yeah. just maybe start drawing you know draw yeah. something or make a make music or 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 go to the gym or i don't know but yeah. to to challenge yourself then maybe my last question uh is there anything uh, ableton has in the pipes where you say, hey, that's something nice. People should know about it. Or maybe it's still under embargo and you can't share anything yet. <laughs> um, do you have any additions where you say, hmm, people might like this about what we're going to do with Ableton? Yeah, of course, I cannot say <laughs> anything about that. But I definitely know that you know, after all the things that we already have done, yeah, that there are some cool stuff <laughs> is, is coming. <laughs> I feel like uh, 
when when you have like these NDAs in place or uh, embargoes on certain features, it's uh, it's always that there's there's some beautiful stuff coming. Yeah, like you can <laughs> imagine, we started with Live One in two thousand one. Yeah, uh, it was it last year? No, two thousand twenty one. Was it eleven? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was one. Two thousand twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. So you can imagine that after eleven there will be May- maybe. maybe <laughs> A twelve. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, and of course, including like all like extra cool features and and new little techniques to do things. So uh, that we'll definitely look out for that. Is there anything else you would like to share? Is there any project that you're working on? Any modular, uh, um, kind of metal, uh, hip hop chill hop version colliding fusion <laughs> that you're working on? <laughs> no, not at this, at this moment. No, no. I but think maybe. yeah, we're working on some. Some nice projects, but um, yeah, and hopefully, you know, if if they're as successful successful as um, as like Ableton Note or Live Eleven, yeah, then I think uh, we'll be doing fine. Right. Then I'm uh, I'm left off to thank you for kind of sharing your perspective and thank sharing kind of the new. Uh, beats Ableton's doing and and what kind of your whole journey was and and how you see things. I think that can be uh, quite enlightening for for people tuning in, listening or watching. Yeah, hopefully it was nice to be invited by you. So uh, yeah, of course. Thanks for that. Always. And then for the people watching, um, um, uh, thank you for watching in the first place. Uh, I hope you like uh, uh, Maus Buchmann as the, the the brand manager of Ableton and that he could enlighten you a little bit more in. Uh, what he's, uh, he's doing and uh, and did in the past. For now, I want to thank you for watching and uh, see you next podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to Hunchback Talks. If you like this podcast, make sure to follow it and share it with your friends. If you want to find out more about Hunchback Music, what we do as a company and our composers, make sure to check out the links in the description of this podcast to our website and our socials. We hope you enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for more episodes in the future.